Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend and mentor and coach, John Opaluska. How are you today, John? Jim, I'm doing well. I uh, really enjoyed the 15 minutes we spent yeah. catching up with each, with each other before recording today. You yeah. know, it's, it's almost like... Um, I would I would like to just use the slot for talking with you, but yeah, uh, yeah, we got I, work I we, we got work to do. We got work to do. So so today, as I understand, the topic is uh, humility and how you've achieved it and why you're the best at it. We were joking about that. That's there, right. You know. That's right. But, but man, what a I I I love this topic because it doesn't it doesn't matter what you do or how well you do it. Pride is always uh, a dangerous. Mm-hmm. step in the wrong direction. And what's funny is it's not 14 steps. It's, it's one inch off the path. It's yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're talking about today and get us started. Sure. Uh, in episode 203 today, Jim, uh, I wanted to share this subject, the impact of humility, humility on a leader. And the yeah. reason I yeah. really where this came from was a good friend of mine, uh, whose name is Michael. I won't, I won't tell yeah. you his last name. And yeah. he's uh, he's a, de- a denominational leader uh, yeah. somewhere in the U.S. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and uh, I had him share this with a couple of our cohorts. Uh, mm-hmm. We have cohorts that we we run uh, for pastors, yeah. and um, I was so impressed with it uh, that uh, I took really good notes as he was sharing <laughs> and. Um, uh, and uh, a couple of times he couldn't uh, actually uh, hit the time slot for some of our cohorts. So I just took it on and I taught it. And it's really become uh, a significant area of thought for me. And uh, so I want to give credit to my friend Michael for probably 80% of this. And, uh, and about 20% of this is, are the things that I've kind of learned along the way as I've listened and then as I've taught this material. Um, so that I, I wanted to set it up like that, Jim. So yeah, yeah let's, uh, let's kind of work through these. I think we have six or yeah, we have yeah. six we want to talk about here. Um, in. Yeah. I'll, Oliver Wendell Holmes made this statement, the greatest, the great act of faith or the greatest act of faith is when a man decides he is not God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and uh, my friend Michael was uh, sharing this. Uh, he uh, he said this this was uh, kind of a precursor to a forty day fast that he was going to go on. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went into the forty day fast uh, with his journal, and you know he was he was ready to hear from God, you know, and get uh, and download all kinds of amazing revelations. And Michael told me he said, John, the first day on this fast, all I heard was, Michael, I'm God, and you're not. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, and he was yeah. frustrated with that, you know, and, but that's the, only, <laughs> that's the only thing he could hear. And so yeah. he said, John, for the next several days, it was the same exact thing, Michael, I'm God, and you're not. And he, you know, he said he was able to break through his frustration. And then the you know, this revelation began to unfold yeah. to him, you know, and, and, you know, the, this, under this first point, Jim, it, the fact of the matter is none of us are equipped to carry the weight of the world. 
Right. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes as leaders, we take we take that on. I mean, yeah. would you agree with that thought? Yeah, wholeheartedly. I, I, I there's kind of a joke that I use sometimes when people are really stressed out about things. I, I tell them kind of Oliver Wendell Holmes from my point of view. It's like one of the greatest days of your life will be when you resign from being the creator and sustainer of all things. You yeah. just you just can't carry that. And and the thought that you can is why you're stressed out and worried and you're trying to do your job and God's job. And you are you are by his grace, maybe good at doing your job, but you're terrible <laughs> at doing his. You're just not created to carry it. Yeah, I agree completely. Yes. That's especially true when it comes to vengeance. I think, you know, I don't want to get yeah. off that. Like, I'm really bad at that. God's really, you know, he, he's yeah. got that bastard. He's got a way. I'm terrible yeah. at it. Um, <laughs> I think humility is misunderstood sometimes, Jim. Uh, okay. I, I think it's an accurate assessment of what I can and cannot do. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not self-deprecating. It's not a minimizing or a denial of the abilities God has give, given to us. I, yeah. I think it's more an accurate understanding of what God has given to us. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, Jesus, when he was on earth as a man, he lived within those human limitations and, and yeah. he's given us permission to do the same thing. Right. Uh, you know, he slept, he got hungry, he got tired. You know, yeah. the most perfect person who ever lived and still lives got tired. Uh, yeah. He got away from people when he needed to. Yeah. And and even his disciples, he slipped away from them to get alone uh, yeah. with the father. And and so when it comes to humility, I think I think Jesus is not asking us to deny the limits he's created us with. I think he's asked, he's asking us to acknowledge, Hey, you have given me some talent. You have given me some yeah. wisdom. Maybe you've given me some insight, but I still have limitations. I'm not right. Superman. I'm not Superwoman. Jesus created you and I, Jim on purpose with limitations. Yeah. So we would depend on him. So that's kind of the first yeah. thought. Well, and I, I think that last you kind of you kind of said it softly, but I think it's a key point. So that we would depend on Him, mm -hmm. uh, a, a life lived independent from all we need from God is I, it can't be what God created for us. Uh, you know, we we created that life. So when I have control and I have everything I need, and I'm you know I'm in charge of my own destiny, and I'm I I, I get the desire to to want to live that way, but it denies really. The cross it denies grace it denies god is access can you imagine having a, a son you know we're, we're both men but having having sons that came to us and said it for like listen i really appreciate that you're there and all but you know i want to educate myself i only trust me i i don't need your help with anything you kind of look and laugh and go you have no idea the world that's in front of you and how desperately you need me to help you um learn how to ride a bike learn how to speak learn how to treat a lady learn faith learn so i, th I think in the same way if we look at god and say hey Thanks, big guy, but I got this. You're like you really like that's such a silly that's a that's an ant looking at Niagara Falls saying, I understand everything that I need to understand. You you just can't possibly. Yeah. Right. And and Jim, unfortunately, it's not just kids who don't understand that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes uh fully grown adult people. Why are you think, looking at me when you say that? You looked right at me when you said I'm that. I'm looking right at the camera, Jim. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Here's no intention. Not my shadow mission here at all. But it 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 is striking to me when I run into a leader, and occasionally we do, that behaves like that. I've got this. I don't need your help. Yeah. Uh, and I and I I'm afraid uh, for that particular leader. Right. Because um, of the second point, right? Because right. you know what happens after that. That's right. And and the second point is yeah. a scripture out of Proverbs. I think we've all read before yeah. uh, when, uh this is proverbs 11 2 when pride comes then comes disgrace yeah. but with humility comes wisdom um yeah. and jim i think sometimes we think of humility in terms of comparison you know we know that comparison is a scheme of the devil right uh, yeah yeah if, if i compare myself to you i either feel inferior or i feel superior right and neither posture is healthy. Yeah. Um, I think I've, I've confessed this uh, weakness on the podcast before, uh, this specific one. I, I Several years ago, I was praying. And you ever pray a prayer like this? Uh, maybe you haven't. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Uh, I was thinking, uh, for some reason, I was thinking about John Maxwell that morning when I was praying. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, uh, I remember saying these words to the Lord in, in a whiny tone. Converge Coaching will never be as influential as John Maxwell's organization. And yeah. for some reason, those words escaped my mouth. Well, they, they were in my heart, you know, so the Lord knew yeah. it was there already, right? And yeah. almost instantly, I heard the whisper of God in my heart say, John, I never called you to be John Maxwell. Right. right. I called you yeah. to be you. Right. John Maxwell is going to reach people you're never going to reach. You're going to reach people John Maxwell yeah. is never going to reach. I need you both. Yeah. And and boy, that just that set me free. Uh, yeah. And that happened five years ago. And I think this is pretty true. I think I can say this without without. A lacking integrity, but that thing, that comparison thing, was settled that day. Yeah, for me, and uh, and so I wonder what you think about this second point, Jim. Yeah, I I think, boy, I, I, it's low hanging fruit, and I, I want to be very careful not to just point out. I, I think pride points to other people to see what's wrong with them. It's a little bit harder to see what's wrong with me, but you think about. You, th you think about the, the key leaders that have done foolish things and, mm -hmm. and pride will always be a part of that equation. Yes. Now, now, that's not me pointing a finger at them. That's me pointing four fingers back at myself saying, or three at least, and the thumb. You know, be, be very, that's a warning. That, that's a, you know, a, a, a match plus gasoline equals explosion. You know, well, not, not for me. I'm, I'm, it's not really a match. It's, it, it's not really gasoline. Well, it is a match plus gasoline equals explosion. Me plus pride equals what I care about being destroyed. Uh, yeah. What I've invested in being damaged or a reverse, a reversing course. It's, I, I think it's something we, we don't notice until it's cost us something. And I think that's why today's teaching is like pride comes before, like what's the symptom just before destruction, just before the fall, it's pride. So having that, honest people in our lives those honest times with god where we realize i'm i'm not self-sufficient i'm 
I, I'm, I'm trusting the wrong things, the wrong one. My, my attitude is reflecting glory to me rather than glory to God. Those, those sorts of things. You know what happens next. We've been warned, right? If yes. this plus this equals that. So right. make sure this, this never make contact with each other because the outcome will, is consistent. And I think, I think in, uh, in some individuals' minds that pride is I'm better, you know, is this idea that I'm better than you. And I think that's pretty straightforward. And yeah. humility is I'm, I'm, I'm inferior to you. I don't mm. think that's humility at all. I just no, think I that's, think so that's a, that's a negative form of pride. Yes. Uh, yeah, right. It, it, in a way. And so, and so what we're saying here is I'm not saying that we shouldn't take pride in our work, mm -hmm. that we shouldn't acknowledge a job well done. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is where we get into trouble is when we start comparing ourselves and feeling I'm better than you yeah. or I'm worse than you. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's where our leadership starts to maybe get off the rails. Um, here's yeah. a third thought, Jim, uh, yeah. under the, uh, the idea of how in humility impacts us as leaders. And that's that the posture of a healthy leader. How do you know if somebody's healthy? Well, part of the way you know that is the level of humility in their life. Yeah. Uh, I think as we, are, uh, as we acknowledge we're, we're not superman and superwoman, humility starts to grow in our lives. Um, Michael taught me this, and I really believe it. He said, humility is cultivated by surrender, not effort. Mm -hmm. it, it's, yeah. it's nurtured when we say out loud on a regular basis, God, this ministry belongs to you. Yeah. This church belongs to you. Yeah. Company that I run, it belongs to you, I plant yeah. and water, but you are the one who gives the growth. Yeah. I, I think one of the best prayers I pray in the morning is, God, I can't do anything today without you. Yeah. And yeah. I'm grateful I don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think about yeah, that. That's, that's a great balance. I love that prayer. I can't do anything without you. And I'm grateful that I don't have to. I, I think I think one without the other is incomplete. Right. That, but both of those together, I love that sentiment. Yeah. I, I, again, the, the, I, I heard a story about Billy Graham and I don't remember where I heard it from, but I'll repeat it as if I, I know the person, but he was, he was in the last weeks of his life that you were allowed to come for three days. If he had a good hour, you were allowed to come see him. And this, this group of pastors was allowed in for one of the last groups of pastors at the end of it. You know, he prayed for them. Well, you know, what an honor to be prayed for by that that ambassador, you know, of another world. But they, one of the pastors felt led to say, you know, Brother Graham, is there anything we can pray with you about? And his answer was, yes, pray, pray that I finish well. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I think what a great example, right, of, of strength under control and no bitterness, no ego, no you know, just I'm, I'm going to be with my maker and I, I just want to do it really well. So if you gentlemen would stop and pray for me that yeah. I, that I finish my life. Well, like, you know, 999%, you know, of, of that thing is awesome. But I just want to blow it in the last days, you know? So I, that's, but I think what he's saying is not, I've earned something. I deserve something. He's saying I, the reason I got here was for the same reason I'm, I'm asking you to pray. I'm, 
I'm nothing without him. And I'm grateful I don't have to do anything without him. Those are, those are great words, John. Yeah. What's the fourth thought under this, uh, this yeah. topic today, Jim, is that hum- humility really is a simple understanding of who we are in relationship yeah. to who God is. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. as, I, as we've talked earlier, God's not asking us to devalue ourselves. Uh, we, you and I and everybody who's listening and watching today, and even those who aren't, are inherently valuable because God created us. Um, and if you're his son or his daughter, he adopted you according to his will and pleasure, the Bible teaches us. Uh, he's made us sons and daughters and heirs. Uh, there is this intrinsic value that we we carry as a human being, but it's very easy for me. And I'll just be confessional here as a leader to think I need to rescue everybody uh, to fix everyone to, to take on what we've called in the past, a Messiah uh, Messiah complex. Listen, Jim, you and I are nothing more than conduits or valuable conduits of God's grace, mercy, his love, his power, his redemptive work. Yeah. And that's it. Right. And, and I, it's funny. I don't think anybody comes to the altar to repent of their sins with arrogance in their heart. I, I don't know what causes us to lose that posture because the grace that saved us that day is the grace that sustains us today. And, right. and that that's a good reminder. You know, if you want knowledge, if you want wisdom, well, the beginning of that is the fear of the Lord. It's that you, you aren't God. And that he is, and I, I think faith is, is very simply put, and, and you've learned to trust that he is God and that he's good at that. And no matter what happens, you, you have an unshakable, you know, um, confidence in who he is. So it's, I think, I think, yeah, I, there's a, you know, whatever's on the throne of your life is ruling it right now. Right. And, and so if I'm my success or, you know, my car or my, my trophy wife or my, the number of people that attended my church Sunday or like, man, these are really unstable identities. Yes. And, and, I, and I, I think, I think that God wants you to have the things that are, are, that he deems blessings in your life. But as we know, there's people that, that minister exclusively to people of smaller congregations and, and he helped us really understand that's a blessing. That's a trust. That's a, it takes a special calling to pastor a congregation that, that is, um, you know, where, where you are the pastor, you're the youth pastor, you're the groundskeeper, the toilet is plugged up. You are the plumber. You are the painter, drywall repair, man. So that he helped us understand that really, that that's not humiliation. That's a humble position of service. And, and it's a calling God's honored you to, to be in those positions. God's honored you to, to parent a child, who, who causes you to pray a lot harder <laughs> than, than maybe another child or, or a marriage that causes you to be closer and, and more need, you know, of yeah. God's grace on your life. It's, I, I think we fight the things that make us humble and we rejoice in the things that would make us proud. And maybe, maybe Paul has that lesson where I really glory in my weakness because in my weakness, yeah. he, he gets to be strong. Yeah. And I think Paul remembered where he came from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the most, and the most humble people that I know, have never forgotten that. Yeah. They never forgot what it was like before they gave their life to Jesus. Yeah. And, uh, and what happened after they did. And um, every person that I'm 
familiar with that I know personally who would has built something that you would look at and say that's healthy and there's great um, there's a great amount of fruit. Yeah. They all started, Jim. Yeah. With nothing. Most of them started with nothing. Yeah. But right. they, the only thing they had was a call on their life to do something, to build something. And I think when you've built something that is flourishing, humility is something you, you, humility is cultivated when you go back to and you remember when it was just you. Yeah. You yeah. had a call and you had no idea <laughs> if this thing was going to fly or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that brings us back to it's ground. I think it's a grounding mm. thought process for us. Uh, Jim, yeah. let's go over the last uh, two here uh, because I yeah. know we're yeah. bump yeah. up against time. We are. Yeah. The fifth yeah. thought, the cultivation of humility creates a deep sense of peace. Yeah. Uh, I think humility helps us work from our identity instead of for our identity. Yeah. Um, you know, Jim, when I work for my identity, people pleasing is not far away. Yeah. When I work from my, or, or excuse me, when I work for my identity, my calendar reflects that. Yeah. It's usually overstuffed. But when I work from my identity, I realize that God's already well pleased with me before I lift a finger before I write a sentence, before I have a call with a client. Um, and when I do that, when I work from my identity, Jim, I can say no. I don't have to say yes to everything. Um, and I find that I begin to love people instead of using people. Right. right. When I cultivate humility. What do you think about um, this fifth one, Jim? Yeah. I heard again, I heard a story. It was a general superintendent that came to spoke at Central Assembly of God, kind of the, the mothership in Springfield, Missouri. And it, it was a brilliant oratory. And the, the crowd was wowed by his anointing and so forth. But the, but the person who told me the story said the most impressive thing he did that day is they were kind of dismissing everybody. He wanted to get some air it was before air conditioning. He walked out to the curb and sat down and an old mangy dog was walking down the sidewalk. And he stopped and loved that dog like it was his child. Just petted it and called him a good boy. And the dog's tail was wagging, and mm -hmm. you know the whole thing. He said, "He said that's why I realized he's not he's not just talented. He's not a talented man. He's a godly man. He mm -hmm. he every everything that walks in front of him is the most important thing, you know. And that so he could have said, "Hey, get that mangy dog away from me, or put me in the green room with a, an iced tea, my favorite beverage, and rub my feet. I just preached a service, a great service, you know." And it says like, I'll just wait for you guys outside and sat down on the curb, on the sidewalk in a suit and tie and was yeah. petting the straight dog that was walking down the street. You go, man, it was funny. Is the guy who told me the story didn't remember what the sermon was, mm -hmm. but he remembered the guy petting the dog. It really yeah. left a, a deeper impression. His humility left a deeper impression than, than his oratory. Right. You better get to the last one here. We're, this is a long one for us. It's a good one though. Yeah. So here's the last one. Humility makes the burden of ministry lighter. You know, uh, success has the uh, potential to create pressure uh, in, in our lives. Um, and humility helps me remember, Jim, that I don't have anything to prove. Mm. Um, and 
And when I don't have anything to prove, when I feel that and I, and I work from that posture, the effectiveness of what I do is greater because yes. I get out of my own way. It's liberating. Yeah. yeah. I just get out of my own way. I was talking with somebody the other day about when, when I teach, I get up and we did a whole pot on a pastor's Sunday morning prayer before he gets into the pulpit. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, but I, I pray that. I pray almost the same prayer every time. Lord, thank you that I don't have anything to prove today. Yeah. Help me to relax, get out of your way. Yeah. And let you do what you want to do today. And, um, and so those are the moments when the best things happen. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. you know, as a next step, you know, as if you're listening today and you're wondering, what should I do with all of this? Um, can I give you just maybe a, a couple practical tips, Jim? And Please, yeah. Can I yeah. encourage you uh, over the next week, every morning, end your time with the Lord this way. Jesus, I'm grateful. I can't, I, I want to acknowledge I can't do anything without you today. And I'm grateful I don't have to. And allow right. that to become a, a prayer. Yeah. You know, mantra. I don't want to, I don't want to. Uh, yeah. An often repeated phrase. Word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, saying the word mantra. And then secondly, work on identity. You know, your value as a, as a, as a person does not come from what you do. Right. It comes from who you belong to. Yeah. And so if you can, and I can, and all of us can work just those two practical tips, Jim. Yeah. I think we'll make some progress. I think I think this amazing, powerful character trait that um, is so easy to lose, yeah, starts working for us, right on, and helping yeah. us. So, Jim, that's what I have today. Yeah, and and God gives grace to the humble, right? Mm -hmm. and he imposes the yes. proud. Like if you really want a blessing, to stay dependent and interdependent. Yeah, awesome, John. Yeah, a friend of mine shocked me the other day. He pulled me aside and said, I just want you to know something. And I said, what? He said, I, I don't live for Jesus anymore. And I said, oh, but what happened? He said, I just got a new revelation. I thought he was deconstructing his faith. Well, he was sucking me in. He had me on the hook and he was reeling yeah. me in. But you see, I, I don't live for him anymore, but I do live from him. And it's liberating. It's so liberating to live from Jesus. I just want to encourage you to, to, to live from him. So whatever he puts in your hands, Work at it with all your heart. Whatever he has and trust that he he knows what he's doing. He's good. Rest yep. in his peace. So, John, this is brilliant. Thank you so much for this. And and I'll say this. I think you're one of the more humble leaders. I know you can't say yes, I am, because that would contradict this. But you think of what's happened and, and how many people have been touched and how many good, how many people are still in ministry because of lessons like this one. So God bless you. And I, I hope that everybody knows that if you're wanting to have a conversation you need some time to talk as as i've talked to him this morning you can talk to him too or, or someone on the team so convergecoach.com first thing that comes up a connect link hit it and let's let's spend some time let's see what we can do to help you through or into or over or under whatever you're facing today so john thanks for everything god bless you our dear watchers and listeners we hope hope and pray that we'll see you again soon as you continue to lead from alignment <laughs>